Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where every other week or so, we drink a drink that definitely has no cocaine in it, for sure, for reals, I swear. Yes, that's right. We are not drinking liquid cocaine. (laughs) We are drinking something that has been referred to as liquid cocaine. We are talking about Agua de Bolivia. A green herbal liqueur that's supposed to be quite potent. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. As we mentioned, Agua de Bolivia, Agua for short, is a herbal liqueur made with Bolivian coca leaves and 37 other natural herbs and botanicals, including green tea, ginseng, and guarana. Guarana? Guarana. Wow. Yeah, it's produced in Amsterdam by Babco Europe Limited. I'm. I thought you were going to say like Bacardi or Campari or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, no, ba- Babco, who are apparently bigger than I first thought when I heard the name. Yeah. They're they're in Europe. They're in America. They have like a European branch and a North American branch. Yeah, Babco, and uh, so importantly, as we mentioned earlier, the coca leaf content of the drink has had the cocaine alkaloids removed during production so the drink doesn't contain cocaine now this is important because when it was first released in canada in 2000 it got a reputation as liquid cocaine and uh, babco international were very quick to release a press statement where the North American vice president, Andrew Stoddart, said, Claims that Agua contains cocaine are false. Agua's cocaine-in-a-bottle reputation did not come from Babco. The coca leaf spirit creators... Oh, the coca leaf spirit contains no actual cocaine, but has been reported to induce a more interesting effect than traditional spirits by consumers and the press in various countries. Now, humorously, Agua's marketing has since played off the reputation of liquid cocaine using slogans like Alco Jolt and melts in your mouth, not in your nose. (laughs) And they even went so far as to release a promotional kit that included an Agua de Bolivia mirror, vials of lime powder and straws. That's walking a fine line there. It, it really is. Wow. Which, which is really funny because cocaine, like only about 0.5% of the cocoa leaf is the, like contains cocaine. Yeah, it's, it's a tiny, tiny amount. Yeah. But uh, traditionally, it had cocaine in it. It is, um, it is allegedly from a recipe... That was used in the famed Medico, famed Medico family in Florence, Italy, 
And according to Babco CEO Mark Wilson, the agua recipe is derived from that of Jean Bouton, that was uh, who was a primary business associate of Napoleon Bonaparte. His his story goes that Bouton married the Countess Susolini, who was apparently the last of the Medici's. And when Napoleon Bonaparte failed epically in his attempted conquests, Bouton fled France and uh, began producing coca leaf liquor in Bologna, Italy in 1820. The drink was hugely popular in Europe, but uh, disappeared when cocaine was banned because it did contain trace amounts of cocaine, much Mm. like Coca-Cola before 1904. Yeah. They they still deny it though. Yeah, so it's currently maybe do I say that? Yeah, it's currently stripped of its psychoactive cocaine compounds before it uh, it even gets turned into any kind of drink whatsoever. Yes, that's right. According to uh, according to Mark Wilson, they um, took a portion from the original recipe and they reworked it and redesigned it to accommodate current laws. And that was, of course, a very big step. Mm. But, like, even though they've really... They've done as must, they've done Even though they've done as much as they can to strip out the, the cocaine, very, very trace amounts still remain. Like, you'd have to drink... Uh, hundred bottles of the stuff to even get anything close to the cocaine effect. And by that point, anyone trying would be long dead of alcohol poisoning. Well, yeah. And um, according to Babco, the coca leaf has many more mysteries and indeed benefits than the abused cocaine. Mm. And uh, the CEO has stated of the drink that the herbal liqueur we developed is different from any normal alcohol experience. But responsibly, we suggest never to drink more than three. Three bottles no, or he, three No, he doesn't shots. say. <laughs> Just more than three. That's, that's the quote. Never drink more than three. Okay. Now, um, well, something I want to say before we get too far away from it, uh, because it still has the trace amounts of cocaine in it, the Taiwanese government and the German government pulled it from the market so that you can't buy it in in those two countries. Interesting. Yeah. Like, they're just super strict on it. Even mm. though, like I said before, you, it would take 100 bottles to get any kind of cocaine-like effect. Yeah. Well, from the amounts of cocaine, but by all accounts, this stuff has a completely different effect to... Other alcoholic drinks, that the mix of herbs in it, the mix of botanicals in it, is such that it has a similar effect to a drug-induced high. Hmm. Yeah, it uh, apparently it offers a strange numbing sensation in the back of the mouth, and then, and with it a surprisingly. And with a surprisingly small amount, it provides a bit of an energetic buzz. So that kind of sounds like there's a bit of caffeine in it too. Mm, well, well, and there is. It contains guarana. Oh, yeah. Uh, since the distiller was kind enough to add guarana and ginseng to the mix, it's hard to say whether those are 
cocoa effects, ancient Chinese herbal wisdom, or simply the psychosomatic effects of drinking the booze build as the product of coca leaves. Yeah, and it probably doesn't help that one of the most popular ways of drinking it is in an agua bomb mm. with Red Bull. <laughs> and you, you take a drink that really sounds like it contains caffeine. Or at least and, will kick you in the teeth. Yeah, and then you pump it full of caffeine. And you're going to get a buzz, that's for sure. Mm. But I was reading an article that um, said that that the person who was writing it had said that they expected, after a couple of shots, to be feeling the way you would after a couple of shots of any herbal liqueur, perhaps a little bit sleepy. But they were wide awake and slightly buzzed, mm. which... That's was surprising. That's very interesting. Well, that's, yeah, that definitely has to do with the caffeine in it. Oh yeah, you, you would you would think so. Yeah, the de- well, definitely having guarana in it will give you a buzz. Yeah, and uh, ginseng is also supposed to be energizing. Mm. And what are the other botanicals? Well, I mean, the everywhere I found says the coca leaf and 37 other botanicals but on the bottle it says it contains 40 botanicals so what are the other two mystery mystery botanicals yeah Yeah. well the other two well it could be the ginseng and uh oh who knows i think i think the what we really have to do is just taste it yeah and we we should probably mention that it's won quite a few awards Mm. Like, it's not a bad drink, by all accounts. Yeah, it, it's had some big wins at the World Spirits Competition. Hmm. To the point where, on their website, they don't list tasting notes that someone in marketing came up with. They list tasting notes that were given to them from the World Spirits Championships. Wow. Yeah, That well, that's definitely the big fry, then. Yeah. And... That, I think, after we taste it, is what we want to compare against. Okay. Does it Does it taste the way we think it should? And Does it live up to the hype? Yeah, and we should probably note that while we've had it in the freezer, we haven't had it there for four hours. No. And the, uh, the good people at Agua of Babco <laughs> do say that if you've, like, you can drink it at minus 17 degrees, where it is, of course, still a liquid because it's an alcohol. Yeah. But supposedly, at that temperature, it glows. Now, I, I doubt it's actually like turn the lights off and you can see it nuclear-style glow, but... Well, I, I suppose that remains to be seen. Yeah, it's, it's probably not bioluminescent, but I would expect that it looks fluorescent. Yeah. Perhaps the, uh, the green tinge really stands out when it... When it gets to that temperature. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'll be cold now, and that's mm. probably fine. There's really no one specific way to drink this. You can drink it neat. You can drink it mixed with almost anything. Yeah. There's some pretty good cocktails for Agua out there. Yeah, and so supposedly it is just a really versatile, really versatile spirit for mixing. So yeah, let's um let's find out what it tastes like and then tasting notes. Yeah. Alright, so I suppose I suppose let's taste. We yeah, got- I mean it's it's a fabulous 
fluorescent green. Yeah, it's so vibrant. It almost looks toxic. Hey, it's perfect for Halloween. Yeah, very true. Even though this episode is uh, coming out after Halloween. So, uh, Halloween was great, guys. (laughs) Yeah, we should have been drinking this. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe we will. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know yet. You guys know. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Smells sweet. Yeah, and supposedly it is very sweet. A little bit limey, like the uh, cool Kool-Aid kind of lime. Mm, and yeah, it it doesn't smell like your normal botanical herbal liqueur. Mm. It it does smell a bit herby, but I reckon because it's slightly chilled, it would probably reduce that somewhat. Yeah, and maybe that's why they recommend people chill it so that it fits a broader variety of taste buds. True. True, because you taste less when it's cold. Yeah. Mm. On on that note, cheers. Cheers. I'm not shotting this. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're not going to shot it. We're going to sip it and taste it properly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I see what they mean about that warmth going down the back of your mouth. Mm. Yeah, it's like... That's a ginger spice. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's sweet Mm. and then it's spicy. Yeah. Well, ginger is sweet and can be sweet and spicy. Yeah. Chili chocolate's sweet and Mm, spicy. But it's not like they're both at the same time, though. Yeah. Yeah. It almost takes you on a journey of different flavors. Mm. Which is probably why it's won so many awards because the, the fancy pants people at those wine and spirit competitions, they love complexity. They love complexity. And yeah, a journey of flavors. Yeah, and when it's not like a bunch of flavors at once, like a good whiskey has a bunch of complex flavors, but you get them all simultaneously. Yeah. Well, depends on the whiskey. Yeah, but this has a bunch of complex flavors, and they're kind of trickling through. It's it's almost like um, you know that uh, Wonka meal gum from the Willy Wonka movies, mm. and you know books that they're based on where it takes you through different courses in very clear there's this flavor then there's this flavor then there's this flavor i don't know if it's that clear cut but the the point stands like this is a a journey of flavors so i reckon one of their secret herbs and spices is ginger because chili gets you at the front of your mouth ginger get chili yeah chili gets you at the front of your mouth ginger gets you at the back yeah I, i would agree there is probably ginger in this Mm. And it's like, a little bit, yeah, a little bit limey. Mm. And I know though that one of the things that they recommend, if you want to cut through the sweetness of it, is to suck a lime before you drink it. Interesting. I have limes. So, would you like to see what difference that makes? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, so now we have the limes. Yeah. We are sucking the lime. Isn't that like a a um, old-timey insult? You can go and suck limes or something like that. Go suck a lemon mm. is the, the old-timey insult, yeah. There you go. I was close. Limey bastard is also an insult. Yeah. 
Very true. Okay, so we've done that. And now we Cheers. sip again. It does change the flavor. It does, but I don't think in a good way. No. I, I mean, it does make it less sweet, but it does take away that subtle lime flavor. Yeah, I feel like it's almost added a sourness. And a li- and it's a little more bitter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just don't know about that. Yeah, I, I preferred it without. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, it definitely changes the flavor. I guess if you... Well, if you hadn't tasted... If we hadn't tasted it without the lime before, um, it's not a bad... It's not bad. Uh, it's just different, I guess. Yeah. Yes, different. So the um, tasting notes. Very, very important because we haven't been overly descriptive. No, well, there's not. But, re- it doesn't really seem to be that much of a description. But we can definitely speak to these tasting notes after. Okay. After I've gone through them, All so right, hit me. What what so did we according taste? to David Wrigley, chairman of technical judging committee at the IWSC? <laughs> That's one hell of a title. It is almost fluorescent light green, very complex nose, with herby minty notes with a dry tobacco, bay leaf, and a hint of eucalyptus, sweet in the mouth with a peppery sensation on the tongue, dry finish, long-lasting peppery bite remains in the mouth. Yep. Yep. All of those are true. At least they didn't say none of these, like, uh, notes of passion fruit follow through from the nose and... Yeah, all of that. All of that. Lofty BS. <laughs> yeah, wank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this is what it is. And it's it's very pleasant. It's very different, but it's also very pleasant. Yeah. And I wonder if we're going to get a caffeine hit from it, too. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, we would. Now, obviously, because it's, because it's an alcohol, it doesn't have to follow the Australian rules of including ingredients. Mm. But... Because this is Australia, it does have to say contains caffeine, and it does. Yeah. It has in bold letters, contains caffeine. Just in case we didn't know, which yeah. is probably quite often. A lot of people don't know this drink. Um, I'm honestly surprised it comes in a clear bottle, because last time I saw it, it was a black bottle. Mm, perhaps they decided that the fluorescent green sells it better. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's uh, more eye-catching for sure. Oh, yeah. Black bo- black bottles are a dime a dozen. Mm. They're everywhere in a bottle shop. Yeah. But there's only a few green drinks and fluorescent green. You got one other, which is absinthe. Yeah. Yeah. And this has at times been referred to as the new absinthe. Yeah. I, I can see that because... Because it has caffeine in it, you'd have the same similar problems to absinthe, where you can drink way more than you think you can. That well, than you would normally, because the caffeine is counteracting the alcohol. Yeah, though the difference being absinthe is significantly stronger. This is only thirty percent. Mm. Yeah, absinthe is around double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in absinthe, you've drunk more. It was only one shot, but it was more than you thought because it's. 60%. 60%. Yeah. Or 80. Yeah. I have seen absinthe that was 80, and that's one hell of a drink. 
Um, yeah, this is this is quite interesting. I would I get it again? I'm unsure. Um, I generally don't like mixing caffeine and alcohol anymore because I'm you know I'm thirty now. I'm getting I'm getting old. <laughs> getting old. <laughs> and well. I get hang I get hangovers now, so I generally try not to drink too much. Yeah, and admittedly, like we don't know how much caffeine is in it. No, and that's that's the real kicker, because if you were to then go ahead and mix it with, say, new caffeinated Mountain Dew, or you know, Red Bull, or Red Bull, or Mother, I- or Monster, or any of the other ones that have caffeine in it yeah rock star yeah thousand yeah. other bloody heavily caffeinated Red eye. so like i don't know how many how many bottle caps would you rate it mickle um i actually quite like this i mean i'm gonna have another sip of it before i rate mm. but i'm not minding it like i think it's i feel like it's almost like a new haircut where it just takes some getting used to because it's very different yeah um, it, well, it's probably a bit sweet for my tastes. I generally drink a lot of beers and scotches. Yeah, and admittedly, I don't prefer. Well, I, I don't. I'm not a massive fan of overly sweet things. Mm. But this would undoubtedly mix well with soda water. Yeah, and then it would be less sweet. Hmm. Uh, it would probably go pretty well over ice as well. Well, yeah. Um, I am curious to try it when it's been in the freezer. So, for like four plus hours. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly it glows if you do that, ladies and gentlemen. Supposedly. Well, sorry. Supposedly it glows if you do that, ladies, gentlemen, and other. Yeah. And because they they do say make agua glow, freeze until it is colder than ice. Minimum of four hours at minus 17 degrees Celsius. The taste intensifies, the liquid turns opaque, and then glows. Now, considering what we know of what happens to alcohols after they get colder and colder and colder, there the taste intensifies statement intrigues me. Yeah. Because that sounds to be the opposite of what normally happens. Mm. Yeah. I... I I remain very skeptical on that one, but we will have to taste it. We'll uh, we might might give you an update on the next episode. Yes, perhaps if we remember. If we remember, yeah. Email us and remind us, dear listeners. Yeah. Um, if you, I haven't got I haven't really got anything else. Um, what do you what do you want to rate it? Um. Yeah. So I I think I could probably see rating this a seven. Interesting. Um, that's higher than me. I was going to give it a, a six. Like, oh, it's not often I write something higher than you. No, I just I don't really like it because it's too. I it, like it tastes sugary. Mm, it, it does, but I suppose I really like ginger, and I really like that ginger taste that is there for for most of it. It's the mm. predominant flavor, not initially, but. Yeah, for the longer time that there is a flavor, yeah, there's ginger. Yeah, that part is nice. It just tastes like I've got a spoonful of sugar and stuck it in my mouth. 
Well, you know, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah. And in this case, it's alcohol and caffeine in the one hit. And yeah. It's uh, in the most delightful way. Yeah. And and like that, a a alcohol caffeine mixture is the, uh, another reason why I've rated it down cuz you have too many of these and you're in for a bad time. Well, that's probably why Babco say you shouldn't have more than three. And yet they say no more than two cans on all these energy drink cans. And yeah. how many drinks do you see these teenagers pounding? Well, and they don't quantify how many three is either. Like yeah. three shots, three bottles. Yeah, three standard drinks. Yeah. Who knows? Because I don't. They are very unspecific. Yeah, that said though, three bottles you'd probably be paralytic. <laughs> yeah. And is it consumed no more than three over three hours or consume no more than three over your lifetime? Mm. You've you got to figure that from a marketing perspective, that would be a bad idea to mean over one's lifetime. Because mm. you can only sell so many bottles if that's the case. Yeah. So I think it's three shots over a night. Quite possibly. Mm. Which, if it's heavily caffeinated, makes good sense. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling a caffeine buzz, like I've just had a coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm also getting, like, there's a warmth from it. It leaves a warmth, but yeah. there's a slight buzz that has built up as we've consumed this drink. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth trying, though, because it's very different to everything else we've had so far. Oh, yeah. That said, though, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what the pricing is like, in countries that don't tax you up the wazoo for imported spirits. <laughs> but here, the pricing of this bottle is well and truly good drop pricing. Hmm. It's 60-something. Yep. So per, it's, it's up there. Yeah. It's getting up there. Yeah. Like, it but definitely is worth, worth trying. It's still, yeah, it's because it's not dreadful. Even at that price point, you'll... I mean, obviously, if you hate all of the flavors we've described as being in it, for the love of God, don't try it. Yeah. But if, from what we've described, it sounds interesting to you, you'll probably get some joy out of it, and it's worth the entrance fee. Yeah. And I'm I'm not regretting the purchase. Good. Good. And if you still don't like it, palm it off to some friends. But I'm sure they'll enjoy it, too. Yeah, let them try it. Yeah. Tell them it's liquid cocaine. They'll down the whole bottle. (laughs) Tell them there is actually cocaine in it. Because you'd be right. Yeah, Babco won't like it, but there are trace elements. <laughs> yeah. So, if you liked what you heard, everyone, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favourite podcast app, including Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or is it YouTube Podcasts? Um, what else? Podbean. Many more, many, many more. Many, many more. If it... Was it Deezer? Are we on Deezer now? We could be. <laughs> <laughs> we could be. Uh, find us on your favourite podcasting service. We're probably there. Yeah. And you can also find us on the Facebooks, Insta Facebook and Facebook, <laughs> as a Good Drop podcast. Hmm. Look out for the beer icon. Yes. Uh, yes, do look out for it. We also have a good old-fashioned website where we've got a ton of episodes up. 
uh, everything from everything from the classics like beers, wines, spirits to the weird stuff like Agua, like uh, Calvados. Like Bechorovka. Yep. And you can find that at agooddrop.com.au. And if you've got any comments, questions, uh, feedback, suggestions for future episodes, send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next time when we get into something a bit strange that we've been putting off for a while mm. and talk about Unicom. Yeah, it has a reputation. Which, and I'm not going to give anything else away. You'll hear all about that next time. So until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>